I said, what a good morning. Yes. 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 Great. Hey, Emily, you're on fire, girl. I'd much rather have a on-fire, Holy Ghost, word-breathing, absolute firebrand in charge of our youth than someone who's not. That was pretty simple, wasn't it? That was profound, really. Are you writing that down, Dean? Yeah, thank you. Good to see you. You're looking fantastic today, I tell you. Looking bright, alive. If anyone's dead here, let me know. We'll raise you from the dead. Cool. Excellent. Well, I, I just sense that God's been talking um, very clearly uh, through what's happened so far with worship, with what Joe transitioned with us as well, and then with Emily um, and her communion message. And, and I, I feel like it's going to continue into the message that uh, I have for you this morning. Now, I want to say that there's been no collaboration. I haven't, like, uh, got on WhatsApp and created a group where Joe, Emily, the, uh, Christiane, with what she was sharing on up front as well, we've not created that WhatsApp uh, and got together and collaborated about this morning and what, what's going on. So I do feel that it's something that's born of the Spirit of God this morning that he wants to say very clearly to us. And my prayer is, Holy Spirit... Help us to grab what you're doing here today, to appropriate it for our lives. And Father, I pray that you set us on fire. I pray that you set us on fire, not for ourselves so that we can be seen other than to point towards you and what you're doing in us, but Lord, so that others can see the glory of God in and through us. I pray that we would receive something from you today that is to be released to the people that we meet this week. And I pray that in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. The... um, uh, just want to give a real plug for next Sunday. It's going to be a great service next Sunday. Uh, we have a, a free gift for all the mums, and uh, also my lovely wife Jane is going to be bringing the message for next Sunday as well. It is Mother's Day, but you know she has to work, so it's okay. It's all right. I just gave myself a day off. I thought it's Mother's Day, you know. So, okay. The uh, title of my message this morning is "Let the Fire." within go let let the light the fire within light the fire within light the fire within in 2002 the winter olympic games were held in salt lake city and they had the best motto that i could think of and it was simply to light the fire within to light the fire within it, what better motto could you have for, for an, a winter Olympic Games, then light the fire within. It just warms the, the cockles of your heart straight up anyway, doesn't it, really? I don't know what that means, but it just means it's going to warm you up. <laughs> Secondly, what a great statement to make over their lives than to, to keep the fire of their passion, their inspiration and their perspiration going. So Winston Churchill said, never, never, never give up. An uh, a, a incredible man uh, that I um, love his leadership and what he does uh, in the world is another is a guy by the name of Sir Alex Ferguson. And he says, never give in. Now, Sir Alex Ferguson was the manager of Manchester United. So <laughs> if you know anything about me, I love Manchester United. 
So, uh, but what I believe is this, that we're empowered to receive and to release the kingdom of God. Don't give up. Don't give in. Light the fire within. Light the fire within. There is strength in an athlete's passion to light the fire within. There's a source in their inspiration to light the fire within. And there's a determination in their perspiration to light the fire within. In fact, as Christians, we ought to be continually lighting the fire within us. Unlike the Olympic flame, which at some point the fire will go out, saints, don't let the fire of God go out in your life. Don't allow it to go out. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9 says, but if I say, and this is Jeremiah having a bit of a whinge, he says, I will not mention him or I'm not going to speak anymore in his name. He then says, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. It wasn't the stuff that uh, was going on around about him that was causing him to be weary. It was the fact that he had to, to shut up about God and it was causing a weariness to come upon him. There was a fatigue that had set in because he had no release for what God was saying to him and working in him. And he says, indeed, I cannot shut this fire up. That's how Christians need to be. That's how believers today need to be. This God's doing something in us. He's lit a fire within us and it's designed to be seen by the world so that it points the world to Christ. What he's saying, what Jeremiah is saying, if we were to put this in, in today's language, we can't keep quiet about who God is and what he's done. He's like a fire in our heart and in our bones and it's time to speak up and to reach out for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. God wants to light us up so that we can light others up. That's what God wants to do in our lives. There's a stirring in our soul that's coming from deep within, a fire that wants to break out and fan across the world. We need contagious, on-fire Christians who are willing to put themselves aside and to stand up for Christ in our world. That got an overwhelming response. Contemplation. You were writing, of course. The power of the Holy Spirit wants to help us reach out and to lay a hold of the prize. Prize. That God's put for us. Who's ready to be ignited? For a cause greater than us. The cause of Christ. The cause of being a difference maker. Sharing the love, the grace, the acceptance and the forgiveness of Jesus with those in our world. Isaiah 62 verse 1 says, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake... I will not remain quiet till her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. This is what God is wanting us to have the attitude of. This is what God is is wanting to do in our lives so that we are like a blazing torch. We can't shut up. We can't be quiet. 
about what God's doing. Isaiah said he couldn't keep quiet. There was a fire burning within him. He couldn't wait to tell people about God until righteousness shined out, until salvation became a blazing torch in the land. And who knows? I've got to tell you that Australia needs righteousness in our land today. We've got to stand against darkness. We've got to stand against the enemy's plans and purposes and stand up for righteousness in our nation today. You can make your vote count for righteousness. Coming up with the federal election. Do your research. Find out uh, uh, who the candidates are and if they have the same values as you do. And if they do have the same values as you do, then put a tick in the box for them. Make your vote count for righteousness. It's been said that evil triumphs when good people remain silent or do nothing. Then it stands to reason that evil is defeated when good people speak up and do something. Do something for the kingdom of God this week. Do something for the kingdom of God in your week ahead. Light the fire within. It's time to stir up the fire within, to speak up and to reach out. We've been changed to bring change. Okay, We've become agents of change. You're a secret agent. It's no, no longer time to be secret about it though. We've got to come out. And I know that this is a really bad way of putting it, but you've got to come out of the closet about being an agent of change. I don't mean to dis- disparage that. It's just we need to get out of, out of darkness. We need to find ourselves out into the streets and the highways and the byways and, and start to stand up for righteousness. Is that, am I making sense this morning? We must join hands with Isaiah and other men and women of the past who are linked by our common bond in God for unity and declare it is time for the power and the glory of our God to come and to make his glory known in our day. You know, I I, I love what uh, uh, great men and women of God have done in the past. And if God's done it in the past, surely he can do it today through you. Surely today he can do it through me. He just needs someone who's available to do it, who's willing to set a match to their life and say, Lord, I'm going to set my fire, but light my life up. I'm going to light the fire that's within. So how do we light the fire within? I'm so glad you asked that question. We light the flame that's within, first of all, through passion. Passion. We need to be a passionate people. You can be an introvert and still be a passionate person. Let me say, this is not about a personality type. Okay, this is about seeing something, hearing something, doing something that, that just lights a fire in your life. Passion. Passion is a powerful thing in our lives. Passion gets us out of bed. Who got out of bed this morning? Excellent. Passion got you here today. I love that. See, it's proven the point already. It strengthens us. Passion strengthens us in the tough times and it stirs us to get up when we fall down. We need a passion for Christ. First of all, that's the first place we need to go and find uh, like what, what to have passion about. If we're a born-again believer, we need to have a passion about Jesus. Passion about the Word of God. A passion about the things of God. 
What greater passion as believers would we have than our relationship with Christ to know him, to hear him, to see him, to, to be filled with him. Jesus will light the fire within What greater passion as believers could we have then for the cause of Christ? It's great to have a passion for Christ, but let's have a passion for the things of Christ as well. The very purpose that he came to the earth. Jesus was passionate to make the Father known, to reveal and to extend the kingdom of God, to make disciples by making salvation possible by grace through faith. That was the cause of Christ. Look why he came. He came to serve. Let's be passionate about those things. Romans 12, 11 says, Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. We get our passion from God. We get our passion from the Olympic flame comes from Athens in Greece for every Olympic Games. The source of our fire within comes from God. It's from his Holy Spirit. It's called the anointing. We need the anointing of God within us to fire us up. The more we encounter God, the more we want of him. It's not like your neighbor. The more you get of your neighbor, it's probably the less you want of them. Why are you all laughing? Have you got... God will fuel our passion for him and his cause. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. We've got to run with passion, saints. Got to run with passion. Stir yourself up. Preach yourself hot before you go out of the door to work in the morning. Fire yourself up. Speak to yourself in the mirror. Start to declare things over your life about what Jesus says you are. Look, you need to stand up in the authority and the person that Christ has made you to be. You are a son, a daughter of the Most High God. His hand is upon you. His Holy Spirit floods your soul. And there is an anointing upon your life. It's the passion of Christ that compels us to live with passion for Christ. That's a Twitter, like tweetable thing right there. If you want to tweet tweet anything, if you want to tweet anything, tweet anything. It's the passion of Christ that compels us to live with passion for Christ. Let what you get in your daily devotionals on there. There's a thought. Let what you get from your daily, from your daily time with God be the, the fuel that creates passion for you as you go out and live with passion for Christ. We also need a passion for others, for other people. It's life, I love what Rick Warren put in his book about the purpose-driven life. The very opening sentence in that book is this, life's not all about you. Life's not all about you. That may come as a surprise to some today. We, when we have a passion for God, 
will have a passion to do the work of God. Luke chapter 19 verse 10 says, Jesus said, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. It's about others. It's why he came to earth. Philippians 2 verses 5 to 7 says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God to be something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. What it's saying, Jesus gave up his position in heaven, becoming a servant so that he could seek and save the lost, to win the lost, to give his life as a ransom for every person. On the face of the planet Earth at that time and moving forward to our time and beyond. That's having a passion for the lost. We need to regain a passion for the lost. How are our children and our family ever going to know about Jesus unless we become a light to them that shines the light of Christ to them? We need to light the fire within. When we allow the fire of God to burn within, there comes a passionate heart cry for lost people, for our families, our communities and the world. We start to see people that aren't going on with God or have no idea about who God is. But we have that light within us. We have a responsibility to share the light, to share the love. When we have the passionate heartbeat of God, then we'll be fired up to pursue the very same people that Jesus gave his life for. Lost people. The value, let me say this, and I want you to hear this very clearly. The value of our passion, like fire, will be judged by how brightly we light up our world with the light of Christ so that the lost can be found. We need to light up. Allow the fire of God to come alive within us. Fanatics, like bushfires, can become wildfires and destroy everything in their path. So what I'm saying is, to be useful, fire must be controlled. Okay? Fire must be controlled. To live passionately, we must temper our passion with discipline. Because a disciplined flame can cut through steel. It's a focused flame. It's a controlled flame. Controlled by the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. To be passionate about Christ and people doesn't mean that we're undisciplined, but it means that we are filled with the Spirit of God, that we are Spirit-led, light the fire within saints. We need passion. However, sometimes our passion needs to be kick-started, and that's when we need inspiration. Inspiration. If you talk to people who've been successful in life, then it's highly likely that they will be able to point to someone else as the inspiration for their achievement. As believers, we have a host of witnesses who've gone before us to inspire us. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. You know God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. If we want inspiration, then we should always look to Jesus first. What did Jesus do in this circumstance? What did Jesus do? How did he share the love of God with the people that he walked with? 
We get our inspiration from Jesus and how he did things. What about Esther, who stood in the gap for her people? Or Moses, who felt like he was disqualified in being able to lead people? What about Nehemiah, who saw the condition of the city and the people there? So he got help from the rich and powerful of his day to change their circumstances. What about Paul, who modelled a selfless life to pursue the call of God? What about the persistent widow who refused to give up seeking justice for her circumstance? If we need inspiration, why not read Hebrews chapter 11, the chapter of faith? It talks about these incredible people who achieve great things because of their faith in the first half of the chapter, but many people don't go on from there and read the second half of the chapter. It's frightening. People were cut in half, killed by the sword. But they counted not their lives as lost because they still held on for a hope for the things that God had given to them and they went through what they went through because God had spoken to them. They still lived with faith. Even though they didn't appropriate the promise in their time, they knew that the promise was still on its way. And then once we've read Hebrews chapter 11, why not read Hebrews chapter um, uh, 12 verse uh, oh God. chapter 12 verse 1 therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us in other words we use the the example of those people to motivate us to do something we cast off what we're going through and choose to live for God some of the most inspirational examples we'll ever need are in God's Word. If you're looking for inspiration, check out your Bible. Brush the dust off. Just saying. <clears throat> There's also others who can inspire us today. Everyday believers who trusted God and the leading of the Holy Spirit to step out. John and Charles Wesley. George Whitfield. Jonathan Edwards in the early 1700s, Charles Spurgeon in the 1800s, C.S. Lewis in the early 1900s, Evan Roberts from the Welsh Revival. Do you know how much like the, the, the Welsh Revival just affected that entire region? The revival struck this, uh, this area of Wales and it, it hit the mining area. The miners were incredibly tough, rough sort of people. They were like on the cutting edge. They, they were just like, their, their language was colourful to say the least. In fact, it was so colourful that when they got saved through this revival, that the donkeys that they were using to lead through the mines no longer did what those miners did because the miners had stopped swearing and the donkeys didn't understand them. That's not a joke. That's true. That's a true story. The donkeys didn't understand non-swear words. The, the hospitals and the jails were emptied. Why? Because God healed and God trans transformed the miners' lives so much that the doctors and nurses and the police officers suddenly were without work. Welsh revival. Evan Roberts. What incredible inspiration for us today. I believe that our hospitals should be empty and our jails should be empty. Azusa Street, it sparked the birth of the Pentecostal movement. And then more recently, what about John and Carol Arnott? 
or Bill Johnson, Brian Houston, Russell Evans and many others who are leading incredible moves of God right across our, 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 our world today. What will light our fires of inspiration is not just knowing these people and that these times existed, but that we know God wants us to do what they did too. Inspiration is all around us if we'll look. Inspiration is all around us if we'll take the time to hear. Just one word from God can light up our lives. There's inspiration in our communities by joining together with people of a like heart. There's, there's uh, inspiration to be found in a crisis by simply being able to meet the needs of people that we come across. If we're going to light the fire within, we're not only going to need passion and inspiration, but we'll also need perspiration. <clears throat> I find it very easy to find perspiration. I just think about work and I break out in a sweat. Luke chapter 22, verse 44 says this. Jesus, he's there in the Garden of Gethsemane, and it says, And in being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his, being Jesus' sweat, was like drops of blood falling to the ground. His, perspira- his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. How much did God love us? How much did Jesus love us? that he'd go to inc- such incredible lengths for us. The stress and the anguish that he suffered, he suffered for us. We can talk about lighting a fire within, but without evidence, how do we know the fire's burning? Where's the evidence of our passion and our inspiration? James 2.26 says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. What could God do with believers who did what the Holy Spirit asked them to do? Could a spark of revival hit a nation? Revival and the fire of God in us doesn't come by our own efforts, but in obedience to the Holy Spirit as we do what he says. What could the Holy Spirit do through us as we received and released from him? What are we putting our blood, sweat and tears into? Is a fire burning within us? Like the Olympic athletes, could we go for gold today? Could we go for gold and ask the Holy Spirit to ignite a fire within us so that we can accomplish great things for Jesus? It's time to light the fire within. And as the team comes back, I want to say the Holy Spirit will light this fire up when we are passionate for God and his cause. The Holy Spirit will light this fire up when we have a passion for souls. The Holy Spirit will light this fire up in us when as we are inspired by the word of God to step out in faith. The Holy Spirit will light this fire up as we meditate on the exploits of ordinary men and women who stoke the fires of revival and change entire nations around about. The Holy Spirit will light this fire up as we get into the game and we are obedient to Him. It is time to light 
the fire within. I don't believe that this world has ever been more ready for a revival. I don't think that uh, there's been a greater time for the saints of God, for the believers in, in, in God's church worldwide to start to pray and fast for revival, for a move of God that affects entire communities, states, nations around the world. It's time to light the fire within, to be passionate about life and not only look to others for inspiration, but to be an inspiration for other people around. It's time to perspire and become a difference maker in our generation where people are lit up to light up. Can we stand? There's a flow through this service this morning about the fire of God, about, you know, just allowing Jesus to to do what He needs to do in, in and through us. Who is really hungry for a move of God? I think we need Jesus in our community. I think we need God to move in our day and our age. We need to stand up and be counted and not like be an undisciplined fire, but to say, Holy Spirit, I'm about to head out the door and go to work or to go to school. Because young people, I'm going to tell you today, young people, There is no junior Holy Spirit. You you don't get the junior version of the Holy Spirit. You get the full-on, yeah, big stuff. You get to play with the big toys. If, If you're a student today, God can use you in your school, in your university. God can use you guys at YWAM powerfully. God can use people that are available. This morning, all I'm asking us to do is to make a decision, to pray this simple prayer. Lord, light me up. Not for a cigarette, but to light me up with your Holy Spirit. Let the fire of God be seen in me. Let the passion of God be seen in me. Let the inspiration of God be seen in me. And you know what? There is going to be some work. You're going to break out into a sweat. It might not be the sweat of work. It might be the sweat of fear that tries to attack you and say, don't speak up, don't shine now. That's, a, that's not a perspiration I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost anointed Spirit of God, just like uh, the, the perspiration, the sweat of God, it says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to serve. I'm going to give my life. I'm going to give generously to the causes of God. I'm going to use what you've given to me, Lord, to do what you've asked me to do. If, if you feel like you need to do this, if you, you want to do this this morning, all I'm going to ask you to do is hold your hands out 
Say, Lord, light me up. 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 Lord, light me up in the name of Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, light me up. Put a fire in my belly that cannot be go down. Lord, I pray that it can't be hidden. It burns with an intensity and a flame that cuts through steel. It cuts through the hardest of places. I pray, Holy Spirit, light me up this morning. Light me up. Give me a passion, an inspiration, and a perspiration that is, is causes a fire within. Lord, light the fire within in the name of Jesus this morning. In the name of Jesus this morning. Well, every head's bowed, every eye closed. I don't know everybody here, but I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Saviour. This starts with being filled with the Spirit of God by, in, in a l- dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus died for you. If there's someone here that's never invited Jesus to, to be the Lord of your life, by, by that I'm simply saying you've never said, God, I, I'm tired of living my way. I want to live your way from now on. Transform my life. Would you come and be my Lord and Saviour? I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I don't know what it means, but this morning I want to be born again. Is there anybody here this morning? Just put your hand up nice and tall so that I can see it. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for the way I've lived. I want to live your way from this moment forward. Come and be my Lord. Holy Spirit, fill me with your presence. Baptize me. In Jesus' name I pray. And I thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Amen.